Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of this um, series of videos that I'm doing, or podcast if, um, well, depending on what platform you're on right now. Um, this time I will be, of course, reviewing the second episode of Fate, the Wing Saga, and sharing my opinions as usual. Um, if you uh, didn't see my first um, video or episode on the first episode of fate um, you can find it in the you can find the link in the description box if you're on youtube or you can simply um, look at the podcast page to find it on any other platform and please if you're on youtube don't forget to like the video subscribe to my channel and leave a comment to let me know um, your opinions about it all and if you're on any other podcast platform such as spotify um remember to follow the podcast so you will get notifications when the next episodes come out and let's get started Just like last time I will start with a quick recap of what happened in the episode so you can all um remember better <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, it starts with Headmistress Dowling and Silva discussing what to do about the um, the burned one who has escaped. Then we see the Wings girls, particularly uh, Terra, Musa and Aisha getting to know each other a bit better. And we also see the, um, the first class of fairies uh, where Bloom can't use her magic and people are talking behind her back. So after the class, Bloom confronts the headmistress about um, about herself being a changeling, but she doesn't really get any clear answer. Um, then we see some of the dynamics between Riven and Dane. Riven is kind of bullying him, but he's also trying to make him become more, more like himself and make him do stuff that Riven does. Um, then we see Stella asking Sky for help with finding the ring because she can't tell um, the headmistress because she would tell the queen who's Stella's mom. So we learn that Stella trusts Sky. Uh, then we have a scene in the canteen where Musa is showing her powers to Aisha, but there is a guy who has a strange effect on Musa's powers. Um, then Stella arrives and she asks for help. Well, she actually demands help. Um, with finding her ring and Bloom's the only one who accepts because uh, she's the one who lost it in the first place. Um, we see that a connection starts between Beatrix and Riven. They go to the headmistress office because Beatrix is trying to find out something more about um, Alfia's history. Um, Stella then helps Bloom to improve her magic in order to be able to go and find the ring uh, but she tells her to use negative emotions and when Aisha finds out she tries to stop her because she says that negative emotions are difficult to control and her magic might go out of control and so she doesn't really agree with what Bloom is doing. Um, Silver then contacts Solaria's army in order to try and capture the burned one and transfer it to Solaria's prisons. Uh, 
Then we go back to Musa, who meets the mysterious guy whose name is Sam, we find out, and we also find out his Terra's brother, um, an uh, Earth fairy, just like her. Um, and throughout the episode, we see their relationship starting to grow. Uh, and speaking of Terra, uh, there seems to be some interest towards Dane, but it's not clear how he feels about it. Um, then Stella... Bloom and Aisha try go and find um, the burned one, but they discover it's no longer where it had been hidden. Uh, and when Musa and Terra join them, uh, they discover Solaria's army, like the soldiers, are all dead except for Silva, who has been wounded by the burned one. And while they try to help him, they realize Bloom is no longer with them because uh, she had heard some voices and followed them. Um, so now she's in the middle of the forest, um, facing a burned one, the burned one, and uh, she attacks him with fire, then Aisha uh, helps her killing it. Bloom recovers the ring, which she will give uh, back to Stella once they're in their room. Um, and also Stella's powers didn't work in the forest, supposedly because she was scared, so that might prove the point that her method wasn't the best. Uh, in the end, we see Terra's dad curing Silva, Sky entering Stella's room, and Bloom having a conversation with Aisha, but suddenly her eyes, uh, Bloom's eyes, go white, and we don't really know um, why or what's happening. Um, so the episode ends with a lot of suspense. In this episode, we get to know the characters a bit better. Um, we also see a bit more of how things work in the school, with the lessons, and generally within this world, with Solaria's army and other details. Um, talking about the characters, my opinion has not changed much. Um, Musa is much more enjoyable in this episode, I have to say. Aisha is still a bit tactless to Bloom, but she kind of has good reasons for that. We see once again the two sides of Stella, like when she's with Sky, she's delicate, vulnerable, and then when she's with the others, she's just rude and mean. And I don't find her character convincing, not even in this episode. Um, I, I think it's just, um, it just has something to do with how um, her character was written, not, not the way she acts at all. Um, I still really like Terra. I don't know what to think about her interactions with Dane, though. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere serious, but I also don't feel any chemistry between them. So I really hope there isn't supposed to be any, because I can't feel any. Um, and yeah, um, I don't think anything serious will happen between them. Um, and Bloom is a bit rude to Aisha in this episode, even after she knows she was just trying to um, uh, trying to help her. And, um, and so, yeah, my opinion on Bloom didn't change much. Uh, she's generally rude when people try to help her. Uh, with Sky in the first episode, when he when she was lost and he was trying to help her, and then this time when Aisha. Um, tries to help her with using her magic and and learning to and she just tells her she can do it on her own and well I think it's important to show that characters have the confidence to do things on their own. Bloom's way to react when people try to help her is just annoying 
and it makes her character look so ego egocentric. And the fact she never accepts help make her seem uh, not like she's strong, but like she um, like she can't admit that she needs it. And um, it seems she thinks so high of herself uh, that other people can't help her. Um, she wants to pretend that she has everything under control when she clearly hasn't and that she's superior and that's why other people um, can't help her, um, which is not a very enjoyable trait to this character. And she also just feels inappropriate at times, like when Aisha helps her killing the burned one and Bloom tries to be sarcastic and say something like, oh, are you complimenting me now? It just doesn't feel funny at all, and it only feels in inappropriate and hypocritical in that moment. It gives me that I'm better than you, and you um, don't need to help me vibe. Sky's interactions with Bloom have not become better, for the most part, I'd say, in this episode, and he almost seems to make a better couple with Stella. And I suppose that's going to change because I think they want the audience to want Sky and Bloom to be together. And I suppose they're following the original idea that Sky stays with Bloom. Um, also, she's the protagonist and he is um, the only specialist except for Riven, who is from the original and is in this version. Um, so I think that, well, I hope they will make it make sense. But as of now, and some scenes of episode two, it almost felt as if they, as if it made more sense for Sky to be with Stella, as they had a better connection. Which, of course, is partly because they had known each other for longer, and all that makes sense. But, but his interactions with Bloom just seemed really forced, as if they were trying to reach to a point in the plot where. They are fond of each other, but it doesn't make sense the way they're going there. Like, it just feels unnatural to watch them. Um, especially because they made it seem as if um, in some scenes or at some points, or the way they look at each other makes you think that um, they have feelings for each other or they like each other, but then... Uh, with the dialogues and the scenes, they um, remind you that they are indifferent of each other, which could make sense on its own because they, they barely know each other. But then there are those other moments where it feels like they feel something for each other. And so it, it just it's just not consistent. Um, and if they were actually indifferent to each other, then it would make no sense for Sky to just stare at Bloom for five minutes before... Um, entering Stella's room and but then if they feel something for each other then their interactions are just not convincing it's as if they couldn't pick one side and stick to that we see a bit more of the teachers as well in this episode and they're actually good characters at least for what we've seen for now which is not much yet but yeah <laughs> um the headmistress face still kind of creeps me out sometimes it, it's just more the expression of her eyes, but but I think that she'll be a good character and that that is just a random feeling of mine that doesn't mean anything. Um, I really like Tara's dad, he seems very nice and I think that 
um, that Silva can be an interesting character, and it's still difficult to really know what he is like, but he seems like he has lots of potential, and um, the interactions between Silva and Headmistress Dowling are really nice, and they look really comfortable with each other, so I wouldn't mind if they reveal there is something between them. Uh, I mean, it seems like they've known each other for very long, and they, um, they've shared something. If it's not a romantic something, then they're, they must be very good friends, uh, because we can see um, that their relationship is very true, and they're really close, and um, they are even informal with each other. In this episode, we see a lot of scenes linked to how magic works in this universe. Um, and I don't mind the concept of fairy magic being um, based on feelings and on emotions. It's, of course, different than the original. But I guess that even in the original, we had some element of emotions, since the magic of fairies always seemed more spontaneous than the witch's magic, which seemed more controlled, um, since fairies instinctively transformed, for example, whereas witches could fly without wings, which has always been painted as a skill you learn. Um, so the intuitiveness of fairy magic is something they kept, but they made it even more linked to emotions, which is okay, I guess. I mean, it seems... Um, a bit too one-dimensional and predictable to be thrilling or fully enjoyable for me, but it's not even completely bad. It can be interesting, um, but once again, it's not very original, but at least it seems consistent throughout the episode. Um, and we see how negative emotions are powerful but difficult to control. Um, Stella encourages Bloom to use um, hatred and fear, um, but um, the use of negative emotions kind of turns against it, or better, um, it reveals to be ineffective, um, and and it reveals to be something you can't trust, um, because later in the forest, um, Stella's power don't work, and it's when she's scared. Um, so here we learn um, the different ways one can do magic and and what are the consequences. Um, and we also learn about Muse's powers, which, um, which are the most different compared to the others. Uh, but I have to say that the canteen scene didn't really convince me that much, particularly when she gives the first example. Uh, it made me laugh really at that point uh, because there's literally this woman uh, serving food and she puts her hand behind her back the way people do when they when their back hurts and Musa just looks at her and goes um, and uses her magic and goes oh, you see that lady her back hurts um, and she has used her magic to detect that and literally anyone observing her would have been able to tell that and also, uh, having a back that hurts is not really an emotion, and we've been told uh, before that um, Musa can't detect lies on the emotions, so she, if she can't detect lies, it has to mean that she can't read your mind, um, and she can only feel emotions. Uh, but then 
having a back that hurts is not an emotion. It's maybe something that you think or something that you feel, but not as an emotion, as as a physical thing. So it's not very clear what she can and can't feel of other people. Overall, her powers um, can have a good potential. Um, it's not as original as the powers she had in the cartoon, but I guess they fit the atmosphere they created for this version. But yeah, I just hope they're going to um, use them in a better way than detecting uh, what people feel around the canteen. It literally just seemed as one of those um, one of those scenes in detective stories where um, the detective um, displays their um, observation skills and shows how good they are at um, understanding what people um, are trying to conceal and and so you look at little details and say something about them but she she's not a detective she's not using observations she's using magic so you'd expect better results the Musa and Sam interactions seem quite nice, actually. There seems to be some chemistry between them, so I wouldn't mind things going forward for them. Of course, in the original, Musa is supposed to be with Raven, uh, but as I said at this point, I'm not expecting anything to be like the cartoon. I don't know if they'll ignore the Musa-Raven thing completely, but maybe not since they chose to put Raven in the series, but honestly, I don't know. Uh, also because he's such a different character, and well, they both are, so I don't know how things would work. Um, also, um, I really like Sam's character, and although some of the dialogues between him and Musa are not the most engaging dialogues I've ever seen in a TV series, to use a euphemism. Um, they do seem to have some sort of chemistry, unlike Terra and Dane, and their interactions uh, do seem more natural than the ones of Bloom and Sky. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing more of them as a couple, or couple-to-be, as they really brought some uh, relaxed, nice moments to this episode. With all the things they've changed um, from the original cartoon, I have to say that I really liked the inclusion of Stella's ring in the live action, since at this point I'm not taking for granted any similarity with the cartoon or allusion to it or anything that's connected with the original, really, since they changed so many things that the ones they've kept the same, they almost seem like a surprise to me. So I really like the fact that they kept Stella's ring, even though it doesn't have the same role in the story, unfortunately. Or, well, um, I mean, depending on uh, which story you like the best. And the design was actually good. It, it was something that, it, it looked like something that could be from the original Solaria, unlike most of what Stella wears in this version. And I mean, it catches the attention, so I think the original Stella uh, might even approve it. <laughs> they kept the idea of having to get um, the ring back, which was an important part of the plot in the first se season of Wings Club, um, when they had to get it back from the tricks, so I really liked um, that tribute to the original, if that's what it was. However, 
I do have to say that I think there are some inconsistencies with um, this ring, um, once again. <laughs> Although Stila's backstory hasn't been explained as much as Bloom's, for example, so we might get some explanations later on. But something about um, Solaria's ring uh, that I'm about to explain just doesn't feel that convincing. So in the first episode, Stella tells Bloom that she feels um, safe or okay at Althea just because she knows that she can go back home anytime she wants, thanks to her ring. Um, however, um, Althea is in Solaria in this uh, version, as this time the other world is not uh, like the magical dimension with um, the different planets and Althea being on magics, whereas Solaria is a different planet. Um, which once again was something more creative than this version, but um, whatever, this one is more unimaginative. They, they were probably trying to go for a more realistic thing, although it's not necessarily more realistic, and realism is not um, the main thing a person looks for in a, a fairy's world, and in a fairy's show. Uh, but this time, the other world is just one planet, and all the different kingdoms like Solaria, and Heraklion are just geographical regions um, on it, and Althea is inside the realm of Solaria, and Stella's mom is the queen, um, or this is said, no one said anything about her dad, who was actually the king in the original, um, but they didn't talk about him this time, so I don't know if he's going to be in the series or not at all. Um, he hadn't been advertised as a character either, um, whereas we know that Stella's mom was going to be um, a character, so I'm guessing we'll see her in the next episodes. Um, but still, um, Althea is in the same world and the same kingdom or realm as, um, as Stella's home, really. Um, so if her ring opens portals between different worlds, it doesn't really make sense that it is useful to her to go back home because her home is literally in the same world and in the same realm even. And it's not like the ring could randomly teleport a person wherever they want because Bloom had to go to a specific spot in the forest, a specific portal, which would bring her to another specific portal on Earth. So it's not like it can randomly teleport you around the same world. Stella says it's used to open portals between different worlds, so it's not really explained how she uses it to go, to go back home or why she thinks she can use it to do that. One other thing that I do like about this episode is how the adventure begins in a way, because we see more action in this episode. I mean, we did see a burned one running after Bloom in the first episode, but it was the headmistress who fought against it, not the Wings girls, and um, Bloom was just running away from it. Whereas this time we see the girls actually using their powers to um, fight against it and Aisha kills one and it's uh, very interesting to see them starting to use their magic uh, in order to fight um, evil monsters and evil creatures which is uh, mainly what they um, what they did in the cartoon and um, even though it's different it's nice to get a bit of a of action and adventure. Of course 
one of the most remarkable or the most remarkable thing about this episode is its finale, its ending, um, because we are left wondering what is happening to Bloom, and it also kind of scared me when I watched it. Um, so I guess that we will discover what happened to her in the next episode, but I'd say this show is at least good with um, suspense, because they, um, they always leave you wonder um, what will happen in the next episode which I mean is of course not the hardest thing to do in a TV series but still it's still effective um, and all that is happening in this episode is really dark and so the ending is dark as well well um, all the this series in general looks dark from what I've seen uh, which is not necessarily bad in itself as I've already said I guess a billion times um, what I would do if I had to remake The Wings Club into a live action, um, I would create something more faithful to the original, and I don't think that such a dark atmosphere would be necessary, especially at this point in the story and in this place, meaning when the Wings first arrive at Hofia. Uh, but they did manage to make um, the stakes feel high in this um, in this episode, and to make things scary in a way which is... Um, still an interesting way to make a story go on. It is very different um, than what I and I guess um, lots of other Wings fans think of when we think of the Wings Club adventures, but I mean we've already understood that uh, we can't expect um, lots of joyful light-hearted moments in this um, in this series. And I mean um, the original adventures did have high stakes but there were still light-hearted moments in between uh, and in general the atmosphere was different but I guess this um, atmosphere is the one we have in the live action and that's established and when seeing it as something completely different that has an, an identity um, only in itself it's not bad it's just a it's just a different feelings it gives but um, it still manages to make um, the story feel interesting and as I uh, previously said, if we were to judge this show uh, by comparing it with um, The Wings Club, these videos would last two seconds because I would just uh, say there is nothing that can be saved from it, um, or almost nothing. And so, yeah, we have to consider it as something um, separate. And um, this suspense still works, meaning that... Um, it makes the people who watch uh, want to uh, know what's happening and what a character will end up doing. It doesn't really make me care about the characters or want to solve the mystery behind the burned ones. I think that for that um, we would need um, multiple good elements to create that good of a suspense. Um, but uh, the fact that they end the scenes on interesting points just makes me want to satisfy my curiosity and watch the next episode uh, to see what happened. Which is arguably not the best way to create suspense, uh, but it still manages to make you watch the next episode. Talking about the rhythm, uh, this time it still felt fast, but it also felt strange. It wasn't just like last time. Uh, this one did feel fast, uh, but in some points or in some scenes, it just uh, 
it just felt almost still or very slow, as if nothing important was happening. And they were just presenting as things or scenes and trying. I suppose that um, that was a directing choice due to the fact that um, they had to fit the whole story in six episodes, which I guess is a marketing choice because Netflix had, has been producing uh, mostly short series lately, so people can binge-watch them easily. Uh, but, um, but I don't think that was necessarily the best idea for this type of series, because in a show where you want to explore both a bigger adventure and everyday relationships or interactions, friendships, romances, um, and life experiences in general of the characters, it will probably be uh, hard to do it in just a few episodes. This type of series usually take more than 10 episodes to explore these type of things. I'm thinking of Merlin as an example, but there is plenty, um, and which surely uh, Merlin has its flaws, but in my opinion it was a far, far better series, especially in this aspect, than this one especially from season two to season four, but whatever, that's another topic. Um, but it can be done well, even in 10 episodes or less. Um, I mean, I think that eight episodes at least would have been needed um, for it to feel the right way, and I wouldn't want something longer, but, you know, it can be done in, a f in fewer episodes. Um, but it's it becomes really difficult to explore all this stuff and still make it seem not too fast-paced and not too boring when uh, having a normal life scene next to an action or fighting scene which is what happens in this um, in, in fate and even though it's not something that bothered me too much while i was watching it i think it's something that could potentially ruin the experience of the whole show and so I really hope they try to limit this um, this flaw, and I really hope it doesn't um, end up affecting the plot um, too much in the next episodes. Um, oh yeah, and also I guess the budget was another factor in this, as they clearly didn't have a high budget for this show. So probably a mix of budget and marketing reasons um, were... Uh, the motivations behind um, the strange rhythm it has. Um, so it wasn't maybe completely their choice, maybe they had some restrictions or um, rules that they had to follow, um, and maybe they have reasons for that, but still the result wasn't the best, so I still have to say that. So this episode um, in general wasn't very different, or at least I didn't perceive it very differently from the first one. I didn't feel very differently about it. Um, I still think that the, um, the plot has um, has potential and the whole adventure part, the whole um, using their powers and fighting has potential to provide some good scenes. Um, but I think that what makes this show less enjoyable is um, how they develop all the interactions and um, personalities of the characters um, 
and the lack of consistency in a lot of points. But yeah, just like with the first episodes, I um, most of the things were okay. Some things I liked them, and I didn't like at all some other things. Um, some characters like Musa um, turned out to be more enjoyable in this one, um, but others uh, were just like in the first one, like Bloom or um, or Stella. Um, but I think the one big difference is the ending of this um, this second episode, which uh, makes me um, really curious about what's going to happen in the next one and makes me really want to watch that, which uh, didn't really happen in the first one. Like, yeah, I wanted to know maybe um, what happened, to, like what, what was Beatrix doing, but it's not as if it was so interesting. Instead, like this... Um, ending is um, much more impactful um, so yeah I think it has improved in some areas um, when compared to the first one but most of the things have stayed the same um, so yeah I'd still see it as a an okay kind of mediocre series but I still hope that the next episodes are going to make it better and um, maybe even solve some inconsistencies that we have seen up till now. I don't think they're going to solve everything that is inconsistent with this show because um, it doesn't really seem like they care about it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have um, made the characters like they have made them. Um, but, um, but yeah, maybe, maybe something is just not clear. And even if that's not the case, I guess that the next episode will be less about... Um, introducing us to all the situations and rules and characters and more about like exploring the actual plot and since that the best part of this show like the whole adventure and burned ones thing um i guess it, they might be more enjoyable than these ones uh, still i don't think they will be anything compared to the wings club but um as I said, like, again, a billion times, um, we just have to consider it on its own because um, otherwise it, it would just not even classify <laughs> as something to be um, commented on. So that's all for today. And of course, those were my opinions on the second episode of Fate, The Wing Saga. Next week, I'll post the third episode of my podcast or third videos of third video of my series, um, where I'll be talking about, of course, the third episode of um, Fate. Uh, you will find it on the same platforms um, as this episode and the last one. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. If you're on YouTube, please don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn on the notifications bell. And leave a comment to tell me what else you want me to comment on or even just tell me your opinions on on this episode or on fate in general and um, so we can discuss them together uh, otherwise if you're on Spotify or any other podcast platform uh, remember to follow the podcast so you will get notified when the next episode um, is out and with that said I wish you all a wonderful weekend and see you next week.